listening to Chicken in a Bag, a real-life comedy podcast designed to lighten you up, make you laugh, and get you off your ass. Now that's Kristen being Kristen. Are you freaking kidding me? Start the show. All right, everyone. It is another episode of Chicken in the Bag podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Hutchison, also known as Kristen being Kristen. If you are somebody who is either starting to start a business, if you're a coach, if you're an entrepreneur, if you ever want to live a digital life, life in being a digital nomad, then boy, do I have the guest for you today. I'm going to be chatting with my friend D Green, and uh, he's going to share with his new his new endeavors and some of the ups and downs of life and uh, business. So let's get D in here and get going. Let's see, boom. All right, D, what's going on? Yo, first of all, that's the dopest like intro I've seen. Like I was not expecting that. That's so fire. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Okay, so I'm gonna give everybody a little backstory about you and I. Um, I was on your podcast, the D, D Green podcast, right? That's how we met originally. Right, um, right. You my Instagram live last year, and you're just somebody that I love talking to because you just have a really great um, outlook on life, and you're always trying things, and you share the good and the bad, and that's what I love about you because nobody likes to share the bad. <laughs> Right. So, so I just really want to bring you on. So, um, and a lot of people don't know, so you're a coach and an entrepreneur. So how did you get into coaching and what made you want to get into that world? And I'm going to kind of take all the other things as we go along. Yeah. For me, before I was doing probably what every other coach was doing before they became a coach, which is like one-on-one -on -one working with each individual person, which just takes up a ton of time. Right. Um, so as I started making more, the, the good thing about that is you start making more money because you're like, oh, I have clients. So at first you don't mind it, but eventually you're like, wow, I have more money, but like I don't have really a life or time to do what I want to do. So it starts to get to the point where it's not really the ideal situation because it's like the, the better you do, the less time that you have. So I just started thinking like, man, I really want to have a, a program or, a, or a, um, a framework, if you will, or a system that I can sell to the same people or different people over and over again. And then they can get the results with my instruction. I just felt like I was better at coaching somebody than doing it. Cause I'm like, I can coach you, but I'm not passionate enough about your business or your thing to get the result for you. Like, I just don't really care that much to be able to do. It's like hard to do it for that many people over and over and over again. Um, so I was just struggling. And then uh, last year when the pandemic happened, I don't know if, I, if it was my idea or someone else's idea, but I was just basically it led me into why not can use this time to connect with more people? Because before we we're all so busy, nobody was on Zoom. Anytime right. you message someone, it's like, I'm busy. I don't have time to meet up, but we're all at home. It's like, all right, we have time now. So this guy was like, you should check out Dan Henry, which is an awesome entrepreneur. He's a coach. And um, that led me into you know the whole coaching thing, like how to actually be a coach. and up before he was on my podcast before that episode uh i had a lot of people on there like yourself that that are older than me right they're not like younger than me they're not exactly my same age but they're like hey i have more experience than you right and this is what i would do like if i could go back and be your age or what's helped me get to where i'm at and everyone kept saying a coach or a mentor or like someone that helped them along the way and i kept posting content about that and saying it and i'm like all right, I, it's time for me to put like my money where my mouth is. And so I invested in Dan and he helped me become a coach. And that's what we've been doing ever since. That was about a year ago in May, May of 2020. 
Wow, that's awesome. I love that you said that, you know, the pandemic helped you with that because I think so many people, you know, I look back to like doing a podcast. If you were doing a podcast you know, two years ago before for uh, coronavirus, you know, you had to go and have all your equipment, you had to go and find people, you had to go places to meet up and record it. But now with over the past year, there's been so much opportunity for people to open up to having conversations with people from all over because like you said people are home or they're getting used to being on zooms or watching things so it has kind of opened up some different areas for other people to kind of try things and and, and go after it and I, I think that's really a great point that you said about mentors or coaches because a lot of times you have ideas and you don't really know like like I think one of the things you talk about is the blueprint it's really important to have the right blueprint because otherwise you can really spin your spin your wheels and um I think, I think one of the things that a lot of people struggle with, and I think you wrote about this, is that we'll invest in technology or things, but we won't invest in ourselves. So can you talk about how maybe it helps people to kind of realize that sometimes putting that money into coaching or it's like, it's like a college degree, but in a quicker, quicker thing that can you actually be your own thing. So talk about why, why you think it's important for people to like take that, that, that step for themselves. Yeah, I think two things, like one thing I posted not too long ago, um, was I think people sometimes are like, it's too much money, but it's like, think about how much money people pay for just flowers at a wedding. Like they're like, this is like one day, no one's really even looking at them. Like you're kind of looking at them, but it's not that much of an impact in your overall life. Right. right. And, and we're talking like thousands of dollars. Right. But the thing that made me, uh, really think of like to start taking uh having a coach seriously is someone who was like whenever you're in a forest like if you go like deep 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 into a forest like there's two options you have one is like you can just keep trying to find your way out which is like almost impossible right you're going to end up starving lost scared killed by an animal whatever right or if you know someone that knows their way out and can just say hey kristen hey d this is the perfect way to go like just follow me i have all the gear i have all the lighting like it's guaranteed I'm going to get you out of there. It's like, why would you not have that person help you? And I think um, we've kind of got to the point as entrepreneurs and maybe as people in general where people, and you mentioned this before, people want to share their success, but they don't like to share how they got there. And so now the people, when, whenever you're in this space, you know that. I know all these people I know now that are making all this money. Like they have all, they have like 10 different coaches that are like, they're all doing the same thing because they all have the same coach and it's the same blueprint. But to people that are stuck at like a nine to five job, they're like, oh, this person figured it out on their own. They just know how to do this stuff. And so now for you to pay someone, you feel like less than it's like, oh, why am I going to pay someone when all these other people figured it out? Like, I must not be smart enough. And so now you just try to like work harder on being smarter. And instead, it's like everyone has some type of coach, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, like uh, Warren Buffett, like whoever it is. And so. It just makes your life so much easier. Now, the, the thing is, like, that doesn't mean, like, every coach is good, like, just like every school or every anything. Like, you still got to do your research, but it just doesn't really make sense to try to do – like, you can make money back if you lose it. I'm like, you're going to make that money back. Yeah. You're not going to get that time back, that two or three years that you try to figure something – like, if I wanted to, like, make an awesome podcast, like, a uh, video for my intro, why would I try to do it myself? When I could just literally ask you, like, how did you do it? Did you do it yourself? Did you hire someone? What did they do? Like, I could probably figure that out in like five minutes right. or I could go waste like months and like it would look crappy at first. And then I'm trying to it's just like, why do that? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's like it's it's taking the initial investment, but finding someone that can kind of help you move it, move it along quicker 
or help you with the other skills that maybe you don't have. Not everybody has all those skill sets together. And I think that's an important point that I think a lot of people don't realize how many people do really have coaches or people that have mentored them through the process. I think people just like to see the highlight reel. And one of the things I love about a lot of the content that you share on your Instagram and your YouTube channel is you're really, you share the, the nooks and crannies with everybody. You, show, you share the good and the bad, like, you know, like, the stressful, the highs and the lows of being an entrepreneur. I love, I love a lot of people always want to show the Lambo or the floss or the, all the, all the fancy stuff, but they don't want to show you the days that you're really, you know, working hard at it, or you have the days that you're frustrated, or maybe the, the business took a step back when it's kind of going well. And uh, why do you think, why, why is it so easy for you to show the good and the bad? Cause so many people, do you think it's, you don't have an ego or do you think that you really enjoy the process and you want people to get it? Um, that's a good question. For me, I think it's because I like I was there before. And I remember like for me, like Ty Lopez was like that person. So Gary Vee is really good, but you don't really see like his personal side. Right. So he's very good at like advice and like helping you in mindset. Ty Lopez to me was like he was showing like behind the scenes. And I was like the first time I ever saw that. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like you really get to see. And I was like, that actually helps me. And so I just started testing it on my own social media and the times where I was like, just super positive, like, like some people are like, Oh, this is awesome. But the times where I was like, this is what I'm struggling with. And this how I'm dealing with it. Like so many people will reach out to you, whether that's online or in person. And to me, like, that's the whole, that's the point. It's like, how do we help each other uh, like grow? And I feel like as you like, it just, and for yourself, it's like it gives you that motivation. It's like I'm gonna share like where I'm at now, then I can look back on it later and see where I came from. Yeah. And it's like also like you're just putting that so you're putting that out into the into the world of like I'm here, but this is where I want to go. And I think it holds you like accountable because like you don't want to keep posting that stuff over and over again. Like I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. So it's like I want to show like the progression. But I don't know. I just feel like it, it's like I know what it does to like help other people. And so I, I just I, like that to me is what matters the most. So, gee, how did you get comfortable? Like a lot of times you just turn on your camera and you start talking like where you're taking your walks. You love your walks. You love to like walk everywhere. Right. And uh, I love the way that you just kind of share what's going on. And when you used to be in Orlando before the move, uh, I used to love some of your videos and, and you met some cool people. Uh, didn't you meet Shorty? What was the name of that lady that you said? Talk yeah, to? That's, that's her name. Talk that's her, yeah. That's her name. She, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I feel like I have an ego, but I don't like just per in, within me. I'm like, I want to be like the best. And I like, I'm not like one of these persons where, or people where it's like, oh, I'm not good at stuff. Like, I'll be like, I'm, I know I'm like one of the best at this or that. But when I'm like with other people, it's like, I don't treat them like I'm better than them. Like, even in Mexico, I know a lot of people. Like, I know the, like, the janitors that like clean our place here. I know like the people on the streets that sell stuff. Like, in Orlando, I knew a lot of the homeless people. Like, I, like, I'm always just treat people as people. Like, I feel like I can see like inside of them, like, like you have this person in you that could be great, but like you just don't know how to get there. Right. And so, like, if I can help someone like unlock that, like, that's like my favorite thing. I'm like, you could be better than me, but you just don't know. There's something you don't know, or there's a mindset shift that you need to have. And so for me, that's that's how I just treat everyone that I meet. I'm like, bro, if I, I just want to help you go like a little bit far, farther and then a little bit farther. And like at the like within our relationship, I want you to be like this guy always like helped me elevate. Like that was like how our relationship was. I love that. I think that's such an important thing. I think you actually did a post about that too. I think I think your wife shared something. It was about why why can we see the potential in a house 
or a, or a song or a business, but we can't see the potential in people. And I think that's such an important message because we just we just take. I mean, people are really the most important things. It's not possessions because you know possessions come and go, but we don't. We are so careless with the way we teach each other or the way that we won't even like try to understand where somebody else is coming from. And I think that's one of the strongest things that I love about you is that. I think you and I both share that same love for wanting to know a person's backstory or we want people to succeed. And I think there's a, I think you and I both feel the same way about haters. Like, you know, I, I'm so sick of all the haters out there. It's like, why are you such a hater? Why are you so competitive? Why can't you cheer for somebody else just because they're doing something similar? You know, what, what is it that you don't like about haters? Um. I think I kind of have a different perspective. Like, I don't know if I've just been lucky or it's like the energy I have, but I see a lot of people are like, oh, so-and-so's hating on me or people are trying to stop me. I, never, I don't actually really get a lot of that, but I think it's just because the way like I interact with people is like, what, like you just sound like an idiot, like trying to hate on something I'm doing. Cause like, I'm never flashy about it. I'm like literally trying to help people. So it's like, what are you going to say? So I really don't, the only time I ever really get that is like on the ads that I run, like the Facebook ads for my business. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I've learned to do and my wife always laughs at me is like, I just always ask people questions. So like someone literally was like, they told me they're like, I don't know what it is about you, but I don't, I don't know you, but I don't like you already. Like they commented that to me and I was like, Hmm. And, and like mo where most people would be mad. I just said, I wonder why you feel like that. And I was like, if you ever change your mind, like, let me know, we'll go get something to eat. And then like later that guy messaged me and he's like, actually, you know, you're right. That was like a rude comment. Like I can tell you're a cool guy. So I, that, I'm always just chill. I'm like, yeah. I, like there's gotta be something wrong with someone for like Gary Vio says for you to have that negative, <coughs> excuse me, energy. So I always just try to lead with a question. If someone's like, yo, this is no, what you just did was stupid. I'm always like, what, what makes you think that? Like normally, normally the hate goes away. pretty quickly. So I, I don't know. I don't really see that. Too much. I think the biggest hate, and I don't know if I would call it hate, but I think it would be from like family, where it's not, they're not necessarily hating on you, but it's like, Christian, why do you want to spend so much time on this podcast? And why are you trying to spend time that you could be working doing this? Or D, why do you want to move to Mexico? And like, that's the thing that bothers me the most because like, yeah. those are the people you're supposed to count on. Right. And instead of them being there for you, I'd rather them just say nothing. But instead of not being there for you, and or instead of them being there for you, instead of them not saying nothing, they just decide to say negative things. And that can like hurt me worse than like a hater. Cause you're like, you start to think like, dang, am I really crazy? This person claims they love me, but now they're like, oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do that. That's the thing I I worry about the most. I That's a great point, Dee, because I think that I was saying that to somebody the other day. I'm like, it's so funny how like strangers are over there like, yay, you can do it. And they're like your own people like, that's crazy. You shouldn't do that. Right. You're just what and i think that's a really good point and like uh i think it's so funny how also like i don't know what it is about the way that people are wired because we'll sit there and cheer on a celebrity or somebody else that they're going to become you know doing their own business or they opened up a, a makeup industry like if somebody famous opens up makeup they're like oh i'm going to go buy her a lipstick right but they didn't say oh that's crazy there's already five thousand lipstick companies out there but if you said i'm going to open a lipstick company they're like oh my god that's a really difficult market to get into there's so many of us doing that so i think that's a really point and i think that's why people probably don't hate on you that much because you do come from a place of like a cool attitude that's just like well why and i think i love that you said that you always ask somebody well why do you think that because I think that's one of the biggest problems in society that we don't ask people why they think that, you know, mm -hmm. to open up the dialogue. And that's one of my favorite things about always having a conversation with you is that I just love the way 
you kind of approach un uncomfortable topics or just mindset and, and, and making things happen. So I want to get into a little something about you. So, so you've been doing the coaching. 2020 was an interesting year. You became a little bit obsessed with traveling and you and your wife just picked up the family and you just moved to Mexico. Talk a little bit about what made you want to do that. And after you talk about that, then I want to get into like, what are some of the things you've learned? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things. So the first thing, like when 2020, I, for like everyone, it was like hard, like financially, unless you were already like really, really crushing it. Right. right. Like people that were even killing it, it's like, dang, my job's not as secure as I was, or I had a business. And if it's in person, like I can't. So it was the same thing for us. And so I just felt like when I was on my walk one day that God was like, you need to have like a bigger, you need to come up with a, with a trying to think of the right word, but like a goal that's big enough to keep you motivated through this or you're going to give up. And so I just heard like in my head, like that's a, like take a trip, like, cause that's what excites me. So I went home and I told my wife about it. I was like, we need to plan like a big trip. I don't know how we're going to get there, but it can't just be a trip. It has to be like icing on the top. So we're like, we're going to plan like a trip and we are going to go first class there and back. And like, that is going to push us to stay like motivated. As a, that was in like, like May or something like that. I can't remember right. the exact date, but we were like in November, we're going to do it. So it's like months, right? So as the time started grow, growing closer, we're like watching travel vlogs, trying to stay like motivated and stuff. And around that, I forget when it was, but around the summer or something, Barbados, I think it was Barbados. Um, they had opened up a, uh, a visa for remote workers. So they're like, Hey, if you're going to work remote work, uh, work remotely, you can move here for a year, like they extended the visa. So we were like, oh, let's do that. So then we started watching more videos and we started learning more about like what a digital nomad is. And it's, you know, how people live location independent and they'll just move from place to place to place. So we we're like, why lock ourselves into one location when we can go to multiple places? And so then we wrote that on the board. We're like 2021, like as soon as our lease is up here, like we're just gonna travel. And then things started getting worse and more places started closing up. So Mexico was like one of the only places that was like really left and it's close. We're in Florida. And so uh, my wife was kind of like, I don't know if I really want to go there. Like, let's just put it off. And I was like, if we put it off, who knows what could happen? Like all the countries could close down. It could end up being a year later, two years later. And then you're 50, 60 years old. And you're like, dang, I, I never did that thing. So I was like, I'm going like, I'm going to buy the place. I'm going to buy the tickets. And then we're just going to go. And so that's what we did. Like we just figured it out every step of the way. And we came here in February. It's now April, almost May. Um, so we've been here almost three months now. That's amazing, Deep. I love that you I love how you just said that you put it on the board. I think it's so cool. First of all, I think it's great that your wife is so like you you guys are on the same page and you really support each other's dreams and, and really work collaboratively. So I think it's so important in a relationship. But I just love you because I know we're gonna do it because if we don't do it, and this is why so many people don't get things done because they say, I'm gonna do it. I know that you're so good at pushing people to like start now. Why not? Why yeah, not? Just, just do it. And I'm always like, Yes, D, you're so right. So um I love that. So so you guys it's, it's kind of like sometimes I'm like I have to like almost remind people like I'm glad I inspired you but like if you fail like don't like don't be so mad at me because like people take really crazy risks I feel like like yeah. I went to um so I went down here and I got like a massage at this place right 
Okay. Like, it's like, so we, in Mexico, we live close to this place, uh, this street called Fifth, it's Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the strip here. So it's kind of like, I've never been to Las Vegas, but I can imagine there's like a street where you have like everything. Right. That's how it is here. Like all the restaurants, all the fancy restaurants, all the shops, like all the stores, everything. And I have a whole bunch of people, like like a whole bunch of massage places, like everything, right? So I had got like a, I went to go get a massage. Everyone here obviously speaks Spanish mostly. So the lady was like, would you prefer to have someone that speaks English? She spoke really good English. So I was like, oh, wow. So she was like, oh, I'll take care of you. So I was like, all right, cool. So it made it like easier for me to communicate. Um, from there, we just like ended up like connecting on like social media, like, oh, do you have social media? Like, where are you from? Blah, 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 blah. So then I was telling her like, oh, you should post like more of your like, uh, she was like, I want to start like my own massage business, but it's like mm-hmm. kind of difficult, um, like down here like to know where to start. And I was like, oh, you should just use like social media, right? So after that, I was like, hey, I'm gonna schedule like another like massage with you like in a week or two, since like you can speak English, it's easier. So by the time that that next like uh, appointment came, like she quit her job and like is only doing like her business now. She messaged me, she's like, I'm I'm better than this. Like I have bigger things coming on. Like you you talk to me, like I'm ready to, I'm like, oh man, what am I getting like people into? But it, it, it's just interesting that it's like, you can inspire people all around the world to do stuff like that. I told my wife, I was like, yo, can you believe like, I literally just talked to this massage lady here in Mexico. And like, now she's like, full-time like entrepreneur, like quit her job, has like four or five like employees now and everything. I was like, that's Shut just crazy. Up. Gee, that's yeah. awesome. But you know what? I think that there's some people that just have it in them and they just, they, I think there's certain people that just don't, like you said, back in the beginning, no, they don't have the blueprint. Like some people just have it in them and they just see that either that push or they just need to kind of like have the right, the right coach or book or something that kind of gets them going and then they'll just go with it. Cause if you're a hustler and you're, you're gonna, and you're willing to do the work, you can make it work if you have the right the right things in, in place. That's so cool. I, I absolutely I think, most, I think most people just don't have a uh, I think usually people just aren't used to someone encouraging them in that type yeah. of way. Yeah. Especially when they're like, this person really doesn't even know me. So like dang, like they're really just telling me the truth. And so I think whenever I'm telling people that they're like, Oh yeah, like I have been thinking that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're right. Like, why don't I do it? No, why don't I? Why don't I just go for it? Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't go well. You go back and get a job. What do you do? Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that you were talking about. Um, a lot of people like think that goes back to something that you wrote about, about why some people uh, are broke or don't get certain places because um, there's action, excuses and a blueprint. Right. So that you think those are three main things that a lot of people, if they really want to do something or, or they have an idea in them, you think they need those three things to actually they work well together? Is that we wrote that one? Yeah, just, I forget where, why I have posted that, but it's just like, usually I'll post stuff just off of like either conversations I've had with people or like DMs, but I think, yeah, like a lot of people, like they have excuses and it's like really, when, when you break it down, it's really like dumb. It's like what, like, for example, people will be like, I'm not like, where you're sitting right now i don't know like if everyone maybe they're listening like on the audio they can't see it but like your couch that's behind you like there's certain people that are going to be like i'm not going to chase my dream because i might lose that couch and then where am i going to sit when i'm watching football on sunday i'll be uncomfortable and it's like really that's what you're worried about so i think like we have like these dumb excuses and it's like that's what you're really worried about like there's people starving in countries but we don't want to lose our Tesla or a fancy car or, or have to wear like 10 outfits, you know, for months. Like we got to have like all these different ones and all these different shoes. And, 
and we got to be able to eat out every day. And it's like, all those things aren't really that important. They shouldn't hold you back from like achieving your goals. And then I think once people kind of get over the excuses, like they just don't take action. It's like, okay, I'm ready, but okay. I need to, for example, work out, but I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to go to the gym the next day. And it's like, you know that that's what you want to do. And you're kind of over the excuses, but you're not taking like the action. And then even when people do take action, it's like, for say, for example, again, like working out, it's like, oh, I'm going to just run on the treadmill for 30 minutes for like four days a week. And it's like, how do you know that that's going to get you results? Like you're literally just making up something. You're right. And so it's like, now you're going to be frustrated when you've been doing this over and over again, and you're not getting results versus you could have just, again, hired a coach and they're like, you need to eat this. And these are the exact workouts you need to do. Do that on Monday, do it on Wednesday, do it on Friday, walk this amount of steps. And now you start to get the results. So I think getting rid of the excuses, taking the action, but then having a blueprint. So, you know, like what you're taking action on is actually going to get you where you're trying to go. I think that's such a great point because I think the action, right. You know, these days you, you, it's really clicking and things go really well. And then you kind of hit like a pothole or a bump and you get a flat tire and then you're like, ah, oh, damn. And then you're just like, if you don't really want to get out and change that tire, you're just gonna be like, you know what, this is just a lot of work. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it here and let somebody tow it. So I think that's such a great point because it's hard. You know, it's hard when you're building your thing. You're going to have those days that you just don't feel motivated or, or, or things kind of like take a step back. And I think, what, what do you think some lessons you've learned? Because I know building your own thing that you probably had the, the good days and the bad days. How do you kind of keep yourself so motivated and, and keep such a good attitude on the days that maybe you have a bump in the road? So for me, that's where I'm at right now. Like we were before we moved to Mexico, we, we you know, started basically at zero started scaling it up. We're doing like 5,000 a month, 10. Then we got in between 10 and 15. Then we got in between like 20 and 30. And then in December, I think we had over like a $30,000 a month. Wow. So we're like, you know, all right, cool. We're about to move. Like, let's hire a team. We have like five of us. Um, let's make some changes, made some changes, moved to Mexico. It's fun. Like we have all this money and like the savings. We're having fun. We're going to the beach. We're eating all this food, having fun. And like the sales went down, like to where it was like, you know, months without like any sales, so, you know, like we had to let like team members go. So it's, it's like, how do you deal with that? You know? And I think sometimes people make it seem like you're supposed to do good every single month. And my friend put it into really good perspective. Cause like, sometimes I even struggle with that where it's like, man, I'm really frustrated. Cause I was like, not just that I wanted to work out, but it's like, when you have other people that are on your team, it's like, dang, I had like these high expectations for them. I don't feel like I let them down. But right. my friend was just like, bro, what's the alternative? He's like, you're going to quit doing what well, you would quit doing what you're doing to go do something else that you hate doing. That's not going to give you any benefit. Right. It's like, yeah, everything is hard, but I think you just have to, you have to get surround yourself by people that are going to like uplift you. And then I did a video, I think on this, you commented, I think it was like yesterday, but it's like, sometimes we're too focused on like the end goal. So it's like, Oh, I'm not at 20 K a month or I'm not uh, away from my job, but it's like, work on what you're doing like every day. Like there was a day where we had both like, like today I had like nine calls of potential clients, but because, you know, we haven't got that money yet, it can feel like, oh, it's slow, but it's like, but you, you gotta do the steps and those steps build up. And right. so I think sometimes you just have to take, uh, actually this lady, um, I was talking to this lady at this restaurant the other day and she does like Muay Thai. And she was like, what happened, uh, helped her with uh, martial arts is she was like, um, she's like, when I first started, I would just get beat up really easily. 
And she's like, what I had to realize is sometimes when someone grabs you or, or tries to do a move, you have to think about it for a second and realize, oh, I know this move. I've been in it before. I know how to get out of it. And she's like, the same thing is like life and being an entrepreneur. When you're in a difficult situation, you have to be like, oh, like I've been here before. Like, take a step back. Like, is it really as bad as you thought it was? Are there other good things that are going on? Like, what's the worst case scenario that could happen? What's the next step that you need to take? And then all you focus on is that next step. You don't focus on like the results or or what could happen if you fail. Um, you just focus on like the next step. I was reading this book and the guy was talking about how like, uh, you know how like you attract like whatever you think about? Yes, like yeah, because I'm a big believer of that because a lot of times when you put things out into the universe, it will come back. Yeah. So he was like, what happens is people, when you get desperate, you start thinking about like what will happen if you don't succeed. So you're like, oh man, if I don't succeed, I'm gonna lose my house or I'm gonna lose my marriage. I'm gonna lose. And he's like, subconsciously, you're thinking about what you don't want so much that that's what happens. So he's like, instead, you have to think about what you need to do to get what you want and those things will happen. So it's really like a lot of mindset stuff. I mean, for me, I, I walk a lot. So that's when I'm like, okay, I got to get back to um, listening to audiobooks, right? Or even now I'm like, all right, I got to like pray in the morning. I got to like read the Bible in the morning. I got to like pray and I got to like really focus on my mindset and make sure I'm staying positive and I'm, and I'm, you know, educating myself on what I want to do. But and I, I think that's what I want to show people on my social media. It's like, it's not easy. It's not always like there's some days where you're like frustrated. You want to break something. It's <laughs> like, you got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. No, I, think, I think that's so important because like, I love that. You, I love that Muay Thai uh, story because I really think that that's what's so important for so many people to realize, you know, when the more you have tough situations, like we want everything to be easy. Like we're always constantly in society, always trying to like take away the hard, take away the hard, make it easy, make it nice, make it nice. Make it, that is not life. And that is why I think people do struggle so much because we're trying to make it seem so easy or everything nice, nice. And like, no, that's the complete opposite. So you're not going to have that that tenacity or that that drive to keep pushing through it. And like it is so true, because once you hit it once, you're like, oh, I know this. You know what I mean? So like when you have a bump in the road and it happens once, you're like, I know how to get out of this. And that I think that's such an like that, that's such a great message for so many people to take with them. Because especially over this past year, this past year has really tested so many people, you know, financially, emotionally, just mentally. And and I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons I like to have cool conversations on this show and try to, you know, teach people different walks of life or different serious situations and how to kind of, you know, master them for yourself because nothing's going to change if you don't change it for you. So, you know, you got to kind of get in there and say, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go after this and I'm going to set this goal or I'm going to like manifest this thing to come to me. And and I think that is so true. When you think negatively, you're going to get negative things. So when you think, oh, well, if this doesn't do well, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to happen. Well, then that's what's going to probably wind up happening. So I, I think the mindset is such a huge piece. And I, I think that's great that you that you make that connection for people. Um, one thing I want to ask you, D, like, what has have you changed? Like, what has changed you since you've been in Mexico for the past three months? You know, do you have like it? Have, has it made you think differently, or uh, have you simplified? Like, talking about getting you know simplifying your clothes. Like, did you guys bring a lot less stuff down there? So I don't. You don't seem like a flashy person, anyhow. But I was just wondering. Um. Yeah, for me personally, like I that was like the funnest thing for me. It was like I got rid of like a lot of stuff. Like I have like 
in our in my closet, like maybe like I don't even know if I have ten things like total. Like if you if outside of like underwear and socks, obviously, right? But yeah. like if you count like everything that's hanging up, like it's not a lot of stuff. But and at first you feel like, oh, I'm gonna need all of this. And like in our minds, we're like, well, what if someone invites me to like a fancy ballroom dinner and I don't have it? It's like, bro, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's like, what if I, you know, I need to have like three pairs of heels because it's like, you don't need all that. And in America, like we get tricked into like having all this stuff and not that there's anything wrong with the stuff, but having that stuff is what slows us down from reaching our goals because we we're scared to lose that stuff. Right. So now that, that, that relieves me. I'm like, I like, even if someone like, as long as I like someone doesn't take my laptop, if someone stole my stuff, I'm like, you didn't take anything. Like there's not anything to really take, you know? Right, right. So we simplified that. And then I think really just living here, it is kind of like, I think America is, is amazing for like a springboard, right? Like you can go, you can start a business and it's easy for you to get it like off the ground. And there's a lot of opportunities, but as far as like, once you're making money and you know what you're doing, like, we try to make other places look like they're so dangerous and so like, oh, why would you go there? Why would you live there? And it's like we have mass shootings like almost every single day or at least every single month in America that is like very, very dangerous. And then you come here and it's like really people are so nice, like everything is like a third of the cost. And it really just changed my mind to how like people live, like they're more focused on like their well-being, like, oh, I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to work on my mindset. I'm going to invest in myself. And the cool thing about being here is like almost everyone that you meet thinks outside of the box because they wouldn't be here if they didn't. Cause like you're living in a different country during a pandemic. Right. Versus like when you're at home, you have to like filter out people. And it's like, almost everyone is negative. Don't do this. Don't do that. But here everyone's on the same page. You're like, Oh man, I left my house. Like my family doesn't get it. I do this business. And another thing that changed my mind too, is like almost everybody that I've talked to that works here, all the Mexicans that I've talked to, like they love their job. It's like so strange. It's like you go to a restaurant, it's like, how do you like it? And like, I love it. Not like I like it. Oh, it's cool. It's like, I love it. And it's like, they work six days a week, uh, like all day. And I asked this guy the other day, I was like, how much do you guys like typically make here? And he said, uh, I think he said in between 200 and 300 pesos, right? So a hundred pesos is five bucks. So we're talking like $10, like for his wage, right? A day. And then he said with tips, he might make in between 300 and 500 pesos. So we're, we're talking about like, you know, maybe $20, $30 like a day. And so like, that's what they live on. And then sometimes us as entrepreneurs, we're like, oh man, I'm so stressed because I'm gonna have to give my Apple watch away if I, if I can't, you know? And it's like, yeah. I, it's like, I had to start putting that into perspective where it's like, even on my worst day, like I'm doing way better than a lot of people here. Yeah. That, it's that's like, wow. Yeah, it's just it, it, it's really. And so that's where I think another thing that's helped me is even when I'm not feeling good and even when everything is is, is not working for us, I, I'm still like I have to have a heart of giving like um, we. uh, So it was kind of it's kind of messed up. But so that lady that I was telling you about that, uh, uh, like started her own like massage company now and like is doing her own thing. She invited me and my wife to like go over there. She's like, oh, like you guys can do like a couple's massage. And I'm like, All right, cool. like I, I don't know if, if how if people know, but like I'm about like six to like 200 and some pounds. Right. So uh, they have us each on these like different tables. I usually don't fit on these tables here anyways. Like my yeah. it, it, like my ankles don't even fit. Right. Like lengthwise. And then like uh, width wise, I don't really fit on there either. 
Right. So afterwards, they're like, okay, you guys can get dressed. And then um, like they actually provide us, provided us with the transportation to get there too. So I go ahead and get like dressed and then we'll take you guys. So I like I normally do at a massage place. I just sat on the on the table to like put some of my stuff on and it just broke. <laughs> it just like and, and I just stood up and the lady like they speak Spanish primarily. So they come in like. I know, no, no, like they're so like it was so crazy because like no one could talk to each other, but everyone's just like, oh, oh. So, uh, my wife speaks Spanish, so they were like talking, and the lady was basically like, oh, this is my friend's table, and it's very old. Like I should have told you not to sit on it, but it is like very fragile, and I should have had you on the other one that's like okay. bigger. Um, so. I was talking to her today and she was like, you know, we like, unfortunately now that that happened, like we can't do any more like couple massages or massages during the pandemic because we don't have a table. So I, today I just bought her a table and I was was like, you know, our business isn't doing as good as it is. But I was like, if like I have, I was like, but it was only like a hundred and some dollars. So I was like, I'm stressing about this, but yet they don't even have enough money to get a table. And there's like five or six of like all their families. Right. And it's like, that's not that much money. Right. So that's why I was like, you know, just, I think whenever you're like not doing good, like have a heart of like giving, like normally that's going to make you feel better. And if nothing else, like those people are going to remember it and they'll help you like eventually. So that's why I'm like, you got to keep helping people like through this time. That's that's a great story because I think that's so, I think that's so important because now here you are, you're like, okay, it's a hundred dollars. Like it's not going to make or break my, you know, if my, my business isn't really booming this month, that hundred dollars isn't going to like, you know, kill it. Um, And I I do believe that sometimes when you give, that's when sometimes more comes back to you. Like I just think that a lot of people have to make that mental switch sometimes. You don't think so, but it, 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 you'd be surprised who you're going to meet down the line or sometimes how that kind of will kind of ripple back. So I, I love that. I think it's always good to kind of be, be a big person and, and do something good for people. Uh, I love that. One other thing I, I thought I want to ask you about too, D, um, <laughs> is you were talking about like the four hour work week. I know you, you read a lot and I know that you, you look to a lot of other people to pick up tips along the way. And uh, you were so- talking about why everyone's unhappy and it's, it's back to like what you were saying about the model of following the model, of what everybody else is doing. So, uh, did that did that book help you a lot with certain things? Do you think it's a good book for people to read that are trying to get get their business started or trying to get out on their own? Yeah, that book is. Um, I don't think you can read that and do. I, I want to preface it and say I don't think you can read that book and do everything by yourself because he tells you what to do, but not always how to do it. But yep. it gives you a lot of like. A mind. It, yeah, it gives you a lot of like clarity. For example, if somebody's like, "Hey, in order to have a very successful marriage." you need to be going to, let's say therapy, like once every month, like they didn't tell you what to do in the therapy or how to find the therapist. But now, you know, like, okay, this is what I need to do. Okay. So that's how this book is. Like, he's like, you know, this is the, a lot of the stuff actually it is how to, he's like, here's how to find like a virtual assistant. Here's how to grow your business is the type of business you should create. Here's how to find like cheap flights. Like a lot of it is how to, but the reason why I said that I think is for like the business part, like don't just read that book and be like, okay, I'm going to make my own business. That's like <laughs> doing all this money. I wouldn't advise that. I think you couple that book with a coach that can teach you business. And that, that right there alone will really teach you how to travel. Like there's a lot of good, valuable information in there. And it makes you think about life differently about like, what, what is life about? Like, what is the, like, uh, there's a story in there and he talks about not to make it long, but, 
basically there's this guy, I think actually he's a Mexican guy, <laughs> but he's basically just, uh, he's, he's fishing and this white guy walks up to him and he's like, Hey, like, you know, what are you doing or whatever? And he's like, Oh, I'm just like fishing. And he's like, Oh, cool. Like, what do you do after that? And he's like, Oh, I just go take a, like a nap and like hang out with my family. And he's like, Oh, well, if you like built a company around this, you could go and you could like sell this for more money rather than just like doing it for like yourself and your friends. And he's like, okay, cool. Like what would I do after I do that? And he's like, Oh, after that, then you build like a bigger company and you get more locations and the more locations you have, the more money you would have. And he's like, okay, what do I do after that? And he's like, well, once your company gets so big, you could sell it and you would have millions of dollars. And he's like, okay, what do I do after that? And he's like, well, then you could take a nap and you can hang out with your family. And he's like, <laughs> like, that's where I'm already at. And so it's like, that's, that's what, how people are. It's like, we're working so hard to do the things that we could do without working that hard. And that's what the book shows you. It's like, why burn yourself out until you're 60, 70, 80 years old to take a one vacation that you could learn how to take now and enjoy life now. Wow. And so it really, it really changes your, like, it changed my mindset and my perspective on life and what to appreciate and, and how to go about achieving those things. Yeah, I think that's so interesting because, you know, that's one of the things I think is such a trick for people sometimes. It's like we give this imagery that these are the things you're supposed to do or this is what's supposed to make you successful or or this house is, you know, owning this or owning that is going to make you like something. But it's like <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's actually a trap because then when you have to do all those things, then you have to make enough money to make those things. And I'm not yeah. saying that not good and, and 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 fancy cars and fancy stuff isn't good i'm like saying it, if, if that's what you really want but if you can find some happiness with being a little bit less right then you're only going to be ahead of the and i feel like you're a little bit ahead of the game sometimes because i feel like yes it's great to have the money work for you and it's yes it's great to have a lot of money coming in but then i love that story because he already hung out with his family and i think that's what so many people's mm -hmm. thing that they're trying to do is spend time with the family i think that's one of the things i think is so interesting about you know, you making that that jump to do the digital nomad and to take the, the you know open your own business because it's coming from a place of just serving, uh, serving others and serving yourself, like serving your own family's needs and wants. And I think that's I think it's so great if more people can like you know if you feel like you want to do that, you know, then Dean is a great person to follow because you know you you can learn a lot from him and he's really good at sharing the information and kind of showing the journey because entrepreneurship or or, or coaching, it, it's not always glamorous to have your good days and your bad days. And I think that that's why I love that you show that. One thing I want to say as we get ending the show, one of the things I like to do with this show is that it's like about like kind of bringing people together and having conversations about different points of view and the fact that we can also get along. And that's one of the things I love about you is because whenever we talk, you have such a great way of just kind of like getting everything seen, makes so much more sense in a world that's so insane right now. And, um, you shared on one of the stories I love, which I've seen a lot of times this year because it really signifies what's been going on around us in a society. And it's the story of the two ants, the red and the black ants and how they can do fine when they're in a jar. But then once you shake it up and you release them back out, they're just gonna attack each other until they kill each other. And I, I was just gonna ask, you know, with everything going on in the world, how do you, how do you arise above you know, getting into all the, the negativity and getting people to pull you into it. How, what do you use for your mantra or your lifestyle? How to keep yourself happy and focus on what matters to you? Uh, I think it goes back to what I said before, which is, and I think this will be an important part where like I literally, and people make fun of me about this here, but I, I literally just always ask people like, what do you mean? Or like, like, what do you, what, like, how do you, like, why did, what makes you say that? Or what do you mean? And I think what people have to realize is like some people are right 
but they're wrong. And what I mean by that is like, I tell people, like I tell some of my black friends, I'm like, if someone's racist, that doesn't necessarily make them wrong. And that's like hard for people to comprehend. I'm like, it all depends on their mindset. So if you're a five-year-old boy and you grow up in a city where there's no black people at all, and one day you're waiting for your mom to come home and you're looking out the window and you see her and there's a group of like 10 black guys come and they just like murder her, like that's gonna change your perspective, right? And so not to say that you're right and not in thinking all black people are like that, but you just need someone to explain to you that that's not the way that it is. Same with people that, some people that don't like cops, like they've had very bad experiences. And I think what we're doing is we're just trying to tell, oh, you're wrong, or this is why you should think about it versus like, okay, you don't like police, why not? Why not? And let's have like, I'm not trying to be right. And I'm not trying to make you wrong. I'm trying to understand where you come from. And then you don't like black people, why not? You don't like what, like you don't believe in God, why not? Like, I don't just try to like convince people like they should do this or that. I just try to understand what they're doing. And I think there's too many people on social media, like all they want to do is like prove people they're right or wrong. Like, oh, Trump is dumb. And it's like, if you ever say anything to them, it's like, they just start yelling. It's like, why are you so aggressive over these right. uh, different topics? And so I just, I'm just like really chill. I'm like, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not gonna, I feel like for most people, I'm like, if you believe you're right, then why are you getting so pressed? Right. Like you're right, they're wrong. Like they should be mad. Like I'm not gonna be mad at you for being wrong. Like that just doesn't make sense. So, and another thing I think that was cool or I wanna say cool, but uh, has been, I guess, relieving for us is like, we're not surrounded by that now. Like I'm in a yeah. different country. So that's one thing it's like, you don't really hear about that all the time. And I think, and me and you talk about this all the time where some stuff is reality, but a lot of it is like the news is like yeah. pushing it on you to make right. all the division. And then when you step outside of it, it's like, bro, we're getting along. Like we're right. actually getting along when there's not like people telling you that you shouldn't get along. Correct. Like, we're coexisting. There's no problems. Like everything is fine. Mm -hmm. and, like you're not hearing about that. But then in America or on the news, like you, everyone's battling and, and, yeah. and they make you like, this is the important uh, topic that you have to talk about. And, and one thing I tell my wife is like, I hate that. I hate that you're supposed to identify with people because of like your skin color. I'm like, why? That That's the stupidest thing to me. Like, just because I'm black, I have to care about all black issues now because uh -huh. I don't care about everybody that's six two. I don't care about everybody that weighs the same amount as me. I don't yeah. care about everybody that lives on the same street as me. I don't care about everybody that went to the same high school as me. So it's like, why is that something that I have? Like we have no control over that. So it's I, like I, now, you know what I mean? I just, I just don't like that. I think that, I think you said something like that in our one of our past conversations. I think you used a book as the example because like, just because you look like that on the outside, there's like inside the book, there's so much more to you. And I think what, I think that's an important point because I think what we've got into as a society is that we say that everybody has to be like into a one box and like, you know, just to, to say that women all have to feel the same way about certain things just because they're women or just because of what you look like. I think that really takes away from the fact that we are all still individuals with different life experiences and different wants or, or thoughts or feelings. So I, I, I love that. I think that's such a great point, D. And I, I think if anybody can take away from what him and I were just saying, I think it's important to understand that why you can ask a question, maybe start a dialogue because maybe you realize you have a lot more in common with each other than you actually realize by oh, yeah. assuming that the person thinks the same way as you or, or thinks differently from you, you know, because that's one of the greatest things about 
to the conversations that I have. And, and one of the reasons that I always love chatting with you is because we always have some really cool conversations talking about different things that come up. So uh, I, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and feelings with us today. No, no, I appreciate you having me on. It's always so dope to just like connect and see what you're doing. It's, it's crazy. I, I literally messaged someone the other day because Facebook message, uh, Facebook memories reminded me like of the podcast episode we did like last year. And so like, it's like all these people last year that I never knew that we just ended up randomly connecting. And I'm like, dang, it's so crazy to see like, it, 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 the thing that I think is cool is like you connect, I've connected and like you have connected and just people in general, like there's like two realities. It feels like, like you have a group of friends that are like, yeah, I know all this crazy stuff is happening in the world, but like, this is what I'm doing. And I'm, and I am doing what I want to do. And I'm creating, I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing my business. I'm doing this. And you have everyone else that's like, the world is so terrible. And like, they're not doing anything about it. I know. It's interesting to see, like, it's like, how do, how are both of those at the same time? It's crazy. I know. And I really think that sometimes that's why I, you know, I, I like focusing on the people that are, I think I like to focus in on the people that the act, actors and the doers that are doing the things because, you know, they're kind of more that they're trying to do something about it. And I'm always like, listen, I'm not going to say the ugly doesn't exist, but you know, it's up to us to make, make something change of it. So you change it by having <laughs> right. conversations, you change it by opening your mind to talking to different people. You change, you change it by actually getting off your ass and doing something about it. You know what I mean? And it's like, there's a lot of people that like to be keyboard warriors, having a lot of fights all day long but then i was like well, where'd you go yesterday well i didn't really do anything but i spent a lot of time fighting with people well congratulations you know what i mean you just can you just contributed to the problem instead of really finding a solution so um that's a great point i know it's kind of it's really weird how how it can be so different depending yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> well, well d i uh, i know you're super busy and i know you're out there doing your thing um i want to thank you for joining us today and uh continued success and uh I don't know if I if I book a trip, I'll find out where you are. Maybe I'll like, come take a trip wherever no, you are. We, we should definitely do that. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I need to get a trip away. <laughs> hey, wait, one more question. What part of Mexico were you in? Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen. By, by Cancun, kind of. Okay. All right. That's awesome. All right. Well, well, D, thank you so much. And um, everybody, if you enjoyed the conversation, D's name's been on the bottom. You can follow him at D Green. And uh, you know, he's always somebody that's gonna give you some good information or or just lift your spirits and make you have a great day. Uh, like I always like to say, thank you so much for joining us, and we will be back next Monday with another show. And uh, have a great week, everybody. Cheers. This episode of Chicken in a Bag is over. She's got to get back to being a mom, wife, bartender, therapist, comedian, you know, real life stuff. But you can catch more episodes of Kristen being Kristen on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. Catch you next time.